0: Whether it's the first sip of French Roast at your Disney Resort, or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Gico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today At Joffrey's.com. Joffrey's Coffee and Tea, a flavor for every Disney memory. Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? who has over $360 million in sales of DVC. The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC Resale Market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team. And now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVCResaleMarket.com
1: And now, from the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor... It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello,
2: humans, and welcome to another fantastic and exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host for the week, Chuck Fitzgerald, from the not-so-cold state of uh, Buffalo, New York. It's, you know, 59 degrees right now, which for November 5th is the time of recording, by the way, is very warm. Normally, we're under like six inches of snow here. Uh, along with me this week are two of our fantastic rotating Mickey Dudes commentators from the Elephant and or Gorilla exhibit over at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park, Tim Schwaska.
3: I would have actually had something to say at this point, but Disney laid me off before I could write it.
2: Oh boy.
1: And from the Sunshine State, where I still believe he is, Joe Quattrochi. Joe. That is correct. And uh, for those guests who've just joined us, aloha and welcome aboard. And my my voice just cracked in the middle of that.
2: (laughs) Well, that's why you're never going to get that voiceover gig. But, you know, (laughs) you're good enough for us. But, you know, don't read into that. Don't call us we'll call you.
1: It was a chamber of commerce weather today. I will say that I did uh, take a half day, play a little golf with uh, some of my neighbors and it was like 77 degrees and a nice breeze. I played like crap, but I enjoyed being outside and enjoying the weather. And I'm glad to see that uh, a lot of our friends up in the Midwest and the Rust Belt had some nice weather as well. So, uh, everybody's getting a little taste of a, a nice lit uh, nice late fall. So,
2: Well, normally at this time, I would be uh, one day away from a taste of... Actually, no, I would probably be there right now from a nice late fall if I was allowed to travel to Florida up until, you know, last week. But that's not the point. A little late to try to book a trip. In any case. uh, Before we get going into our topic for tonight's uh, show, we're going to talk about our sponsors, including minor change to a sponsor are good friends over at wish upon a pastry joe why don't you tell us about our friends at wish upon a pastry
1: yeah they were they are friends from the garden state and uh they've changed their name so they are now wish upon a pastry uh so check them out but You know, you have to venture outside your comfort zone, all right? The rewards are worth it. Wish Upon a Cookie has evolved into a custom bakery, custom-baked pastry company started in the great state of New Jersey by professional chefs turned cookie tiers. Their focus is to turn your magical pastry dreams into a reality. They offer so much more than a few colors, shapes, and sizes. Their creations are extensions of your inspiration. You can now visit them online at their new website, wishuponapastry.com or Instagram and Facebook at wishuponapastry. Let your imagination run wild when you wish upon a pastry. So new name, same great products, same great people. Seriously, like I follow them on Instagram and, um, they just come up with so many cool designs. Uh like realistic like logos from teams and like different themes for different types of you know, like right now we're going into Thanksgiving season and even Christmas. I mean, Christmas stuff is everywhere. They have all kinds of cool new designs out. So they do a really good job. I mean, sometimes getting like a nice basket of like cookies or you know, something that's like different. Uh, is a is a cool gift. So uh, you know, send a send a box of cookies to a uh, you know a family member this year for Thanksgiving. If you can't visit them because uh, of all the everything going on with with the world, so uh, yeah, check them out. wishuponapastry.com. Same uh, same great people, just different name. We will also accept any cookies that you want to send us.
3: Yes, I'm just
2: gonna throw that out there. If anyone wants to send us cookies, um, we do have one special request. Some need to be banana flavored.
1: Yes, I love banana, dude. And that's that actually for if, you, Joe. Well, listen, if you send those to my house, my wife will not eat them. She does not like bananas. So that, like that's co- still she... still not for you. That oh, was come Tim. Oh. All right. I mean, I, I know why, but I really do like bananas, though. So I know Tim's the gorilla. Still, so I don't like bananas myself. By the way, Tim, uh, my wife, uh, I showed my wife the video of you squatting and You know, she's like, oh, my God. I was like, yeah, that's like, you know, that's Tim. That's the guy we sat at the bar with for a couple hours at Disney Springs. That's him lifting like 500 pounds (laughs) or whatever it was. I don't even know what it was, but you were squatting some serious weight. Uh,
3: It was uh, it was I was supposed to be competing in a strongman contest, but uh, COVID uh, COVID was canceled. So I decided to go ahead and uh, I I just decided to max out and just do the events myself. So I, I was pretty happy with it because I ended up with a 715-pound uh, squat, uh, actually a 700-pound uh, wagon wheel deadlift, and a 405-pound uh, log press. So I was, uh, I was okay with that. Um, not not bad for a 43-year-old fat kid uh, who, you know, the, uh, the closest thing to performance enhancing he takes is, uh, you know, a full-size bag of uh, fun-size Kit Kats. So, so, <laughs> now, if
2: you eat the entire bag, is it still fun size or is it just sad?
3: Um, I mean, sad. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the, the way I look at it is, I mean, it twenty's already made us all sad. I might as well have all the accoutrements with it. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: And, yeah, and there's, Tim, I, there's no uh, reason not to. And Tim, I apologize for shortening... Shorting you about two hundred and something pounds, on my estimate. So, my apologies. You, you
3: said you said short, and I'm short, and that's funny.
1: <laughs>
2: so, just just out of curiosity, Tim, you you could have squatted us all, right, at the same time.
3: I, I mean,
2: seven sure. fifteen. I mean, the, divided yeah. by the three of us, I I don't think all of us will add up to seven fifteen.
3: No, no. Uh, I'm right now. I'm resting at a comfortable uh, 272 so I'm pretty happy about
2: that hmm. and Joe weighs a solid 97 pounds soaking wet
3: I, try, I try. well
2: I, listen, I, I
3: you know
1: I picked up a few pounds here from the covid you know what I'm saying I've been doing a, a lot of grilling a lot of drinking with my neighbors lately so uh I, I gotta drop a few pa- pounds but yeah uh, I'm sure not so. too bad yet <laughs> so I still fit my pants which is good so yeah that that's always the good
2: uh rule of thumb Do you, you still right. fit into your pants that's right. All right, so that's even, enough pants talk. No, no, go ahead. I hope it's a joke. I really
3: just, do. just Just even even though, you know, even though Joe and like 24 of us, you know, 24 people like him in a canoe, looks like a comb, I mean, be nice. Okay? <laughs>
2: <laughs> valid. Very valid. All right, so this week we are talking about um, some unfortunate news coming out of the Walt Disney Company over the last couple of weeks and, and almost a month ago at this point, and... Um, It it does have something to do with COVID, um, but it is the news out of the Walt Disney Company that they are laying off and plan to eliminate 28,000 jobs in its its parks division in California and Florida because of restrictions and costs from the pandemic. Obviously, as we sit here and record this, and probably as you listen to this, regardless of when you listen to it, uh, Walt Disney World is opened. However, still operating at a reduced capacity of, I believe, about twenty-five percent, and the Disneyland park out in California is still closed, along with California Adventure, which is obviously taking a huge hit on the business as a whole. Um, this isn't really going to try to be a political discussion, though it may come come up. And if that's not your cup of tea, that's okay. Um, we'll, we'll catch you. We'll catch you next week. But we're going to try to put a little bit better of a spin on this, and we are going to address the layoffs. I mean, we, we, can't, we can't ignore it any longer, and a lot of that is because it's affecting the entertainment that Disney World has become synonymous with. Um, off the top of my head, I can think of layoffs that have affected the Festival of the Lion King, Finding Nemo the Musical, Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, Turtle Talk with Crush, Yeehaw Bob hoop to doo review. And is there anything else that I'm missing?
1: That, Grand Floridian uh, Society Orchestra.
2: Grand Floridian Society Orchestra, the Main Street Citizens, and the Streetmosphere characters. Citizens of Hollywood? Is that correct? Oh,
1: you're, yep, you're, you're correct on that. Yes.
2: So, all of these are, are tremendous losses and really separate the company, the Walt Disney Company and Walt Disney World, from Six Flags. And I think we would be much remiss if we didn't address this and let those cast members know that they are the reason a lot of times that people keep coming back year after year. I mean, Slinky Dog Dash is a fun ride, but where are you going to be able to go to a hotel and hear, you know, an orchestra play from the balcony? True. Um. So this isn't really a, a form show. I, I do want to address, you know, obviously the layoffs. I'm going to get your guys' opinion on that in just a second. And then as we go through, I, I want you guys to tell the listeners and myself what you're going to miss the most about these groups. And I don't want this to necessarily be a very morose show, but some positive memories that you have that <clears throat> these groups are responsible for. Okay. Any questions for this week?
1: No, sir. I think we're good.
2: Perfect. Yeah. So, Tim, I'm going to start with you. Which uh let, let's let's t- hear your opinions on on the news of the layoffs. Um along with uh let, let's start with who who do you think is going to most impact your enjoyment of the Disney World by not being there?
3: Okay, well, uh this might be a bit of a long-winded answer and then also it may not mean as much to others as it does to me but uh if you talk to me for more than five minutes you're gonna find out very quick excuse me that i have two loves and that is history and comedy. and combining the history of comedy is just right right in my wheelhouse of uh, I mean, growing up my father introduced me to the Keystone Cops, Fatty Arbuckle, Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin, the Marx Brothers, the Bowery Boys, the Three Stooges, Vaughn Paul Kettle, Nick and Nora Charles, the Thin Man. I mean, I I loved growing up and learning about how comedy started with vaudeville, how comedy started with summer stock, how comedy started with Second City. I mean, being here in Illinois, I mean you. You had, you know, the Second City players. I mean, and you know, people who came out of there were like John Candy, John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray. I mean, crying out loud, I mean, Second City supplied half the cast of Saturday Night Live when it first started. So the the one thing that really takes away from me are the street performers, the citizens of Hollywood. These are people that you know, they're they they are out there really practicing the craft. They're out there really practicing what they love. They're out there just literally walking the walk. And what kills me is sometimes just not even the second look that some folks give them. And, you, you know, just the subtle nuances that go into things. You know, you have, you know, you have the, the straight man, you have the goof off, you know, you have the antagonist. You have, you know, you just, you have so many layers that go into this. And when you watch him, you realize that these aren't just, you know, kids who are working a summer job or anything. These are these are people who took drama classes. These are people who took acting classes. These are people who came from legitimate programs all over the country, sometimes all over the world, and they've studied this craft, and they've honed it, and they know it well. And they're, you know, yes, they enjoy their job there. Most of them are looking to move on and go to other places as well. And just the, the absolute, concentration of talent that you get out of some of these people and the sheer enjoyment if you just stop and just you know just the you know stop and smell the proverbial roses and really watch these people watch what they do listen to them and just observe it'll be it'll be some of the best entertainment you'll ever get and I mean you're not waiting in a line for it you're not having to get a fast pass it. You don't you don't have to worry if you're going to be able to get into a boarding group. Board. This is this is just something you get to enjoy. And you stand around with a bunch of strangers who they're they're captivated by it. They're entertained by it. And especially when you're able to maybe talk to some of the street performers and just tell them, you know, how much you do appreciate it and you do get what they're doing. Uh, just, I mean, the look on their face, the way their face lights up, you understand what they're going for. You understand why they do what they do. Th- these people work very, very hard and sometimes to, no- to for little or no audience at all, but they still put every bit of their effort into it. I mean, it to me, that is a true tragic loss, but I'm so, I'm so thankful that I've been able to see it as many times as I have, and I've, I'm very thankful to have seen as many different acts as I have and many different performers. It's uh it's a it's a great treasure to Hollywood Studios and really a throwback to exactly what Hollywood Studios is about. And it's about the movies. It's about Hollywood.
2: I I mean I, I don't think I could have said that any better any better myself. It, it is the commonality of people stopping their their rush to rides, their rush to attractions and just enjoying uh, a skill set that a group has that I, I think is really going to be missed from the parks. Joe, what uh, what
1: are your thoughts on Tim's thoughts? So, so I'm going to I'm going to elaborate a little bit more on what Tim said, but I'm going to start first before I, I forget this. The first one is uh, the first one is uh, I'm going to talk about is the, uh, the Grand Floridian Society Orchestra. The writing's been on the wall for a while, ever, ever since they, um, ever since, you know, they, they put in Enchanted Rose, they started moving them around in the and and, that, and you hear rumors and, you know, it's one of those things like Tim said, where, you know, you, you, people experience it and I'll never forget the first time that I, I, um, I brought my mother-in-law to the Grand Floridian for dinner and, uh, you know, she never, she's never been at Disney World before and we, we get off the monorail and we, we, we walk up cause we were at the Polynesian for drinks beforehand. We took the monorail over and uh, it was a couple of years ago, like 2016. And uh, we walk in and just the, the smell of the lobby and the ambiance and the elegance of the lobby. And then the orchestra's playing and she's like, Oh my goodness. And she's like, and we went and we sat downstairs and we sat in the lobby and we looked up and we watched the orchestra play uh, for a good 30, 35 minutes, got our a glass of wine, relaxed, just that background out, that background ambiance, that experience of that. I mean, listen, I've been blessed. I've stayed at some really nice hotels. I've stayed at, you know, the Ritz's and Four Seasons stuff like that. And just the fact that like, you know, at a Disney World theme park where kids go, but you walk into this elegant, this elegant hotel and it's a beautiful orchestra playing and they've been together forever. They've been together since like day one of that resort opening. You know, a few members I'm sure have come and gone here and there, but that that group has been together. I mean that you can't replace that. That you know, what I'm saying like uh, that. Just it added to that lobby, and it was almost something I could like show off to her. But like, check this out! Look how awesome this is. And that's gone now. The second thing where I wanted to elaborate on what Tim said is, you know, the street atmosphere, citizens of Main Street, all of those street acts. It's there. It's the same as as the Grand Floridian Society Orchestra, and it's when you bring somebody to Disney World for the first time and you see those acts going on, and you stop and you watch. And they, they catch your eye and they start busting your chops and they start busting your friend's chops and they start laughing. It's not like being at a Cedar Point or a Six Flags or a King's Mountain or, or whatever, you know, a Knott's Berry farm. Maybe Knott's Berry has that kind of stuff. I'm not sure. Never been there yet, but you know, it adds to that ambiance that you're not going to get anymore. And yeah, like I, I completely understand what Tim, like these people, this is their craft. This is what they do. This is what they've trained for, you know, but just without even getting that deep into it, just on the surface, it, it, it makes the whole, listen, it's a theme park. We're all in this podcast because it's a special place. We don't talk about, we don't have a podcast about carnivals. We don't have a podcast about the Jersey Shore Boardwalk. You know, we have a podcast about Walt Disney World and all the experiences that we experience there. And those small street performers add to it. I mean, the most of the people that are listening to this podcast are Disney junkies like ourselves. And they all catch themselves watching old retro videos. I know I have a whole stack of old VHS's. When I was a kid, I used to send away for them all the time. You know, anytime a new vacation planning video came out, I would send, I would send away for it. And I, you, if you watch any of those old videos, even, if, you know, from videos from like the 70s through the 90s, you know, through the Eisner era, they're always showing all of these performers. Like, that's like, that's what they're highlighting. All the experiences and the laughs and the, and the families having laughs, all of these performers, that's what they're showing. And it's not, it's not going to be there anymore. And it's, it's, it's really a shame. I know we're going to get more into the dollars and cents and all that stuff later on, but yeah, you know, that's what I'm going to kind of miss because it now, for example, you walk down, you know, Hollywood Boulevard and it's just Hollywood Boulevard. I mean, you Okay, you hear the little bell of like the street sign changing, but that's about it. I mean, and it's no different than being in Africa at Animal Kingdom. And you hear like the, the the what was that band called that everybody loved? They were really good. Um, uh, Beradika. Yeah, thank you. I'm not going to try to put you that, but... Even them being in the background. I mean, okay, how about this? One last thing. Does everybody remember I remember this as a kid. Used to go to uh Pirates of the Caribbean and Caribbean Square and they used to have the the um the steel drum band. The steel drum band was there. And that was absolutely amazing. And they cut it yes. and it's been gone since. Do you remember that? That was awesome. I did. Uh vaguely for me. Okay. I mean, just Google it. They were they were amazing. It was like a steel drum band from the Caribbean. That made that area. Now it's just like it's just, you walk through, I mean, so all those little things just add up to a, a bigger, a, a bigger, just, you know, it, it's, I don't know if I don't want to jump ahead, Chuck, but it's just, it's becoming hollow. It really so, is. And go for ahead. the, as the, as the, 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 the and listen, I know there's people behind this and livelihoods and families, I get that, but on the surface with the experience, it's becoming hollow and it's not there anymore.
2: You're 100% right. A lot of this is atmosphere. A lot of what we've talked about so far is atmosphere-based entertainment. So you generally, generally didn't go to the Grand Floridian just to listen to the orchestra. Um, For your last point of reference, you did not go to uh, Pirates Plaza for the Steel Drum Band. It just... Added something for it being there. Same with the Main Street citizens. Same with the uh, citizens of Hollywood. So maybe that's how we take on this first section: is the the addition of these groups' existence, and then we'll go into the, uh, the destination groups. Um. So for me, the.
3: Sorry, just just real quick. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, no, go ahead. I just I to uh, I just wanted to touch on. The one thing like, um, like Joe talked about, you know, as far as the hotel, you you know, you have, like you said, this, this beautiful piece of posh elegance that stands out, that is just a crown jewel in Disney's empire, that is the Grand Floridian, and that orchestra was just like a little golden rose on the top of just a beautifully decorated cake, and... Like Joe said, I mean, the, the elegance, you know, it is, Disney can do pageantry. Disney can do pageantry, pomp, and circumstance like nobody's business. All you have to do is watch one of their productions. And Walt knew the importance of music, which is why he hired, you know, a, a team of brothers who, you know, raked in, you know, raked in more, you know, more Oscars and Grammys than anyone could have ever imagined. And then when they retired, they found Alan Menken and Tim Rice. I mean, it's... Those those things are important. I agree. It's atmosphere. I definitely understand. But these things are definitely important. Uh, The one thing, the core values that Walt always had, he always had great comic relief in his movies, in his TV shows, in his animation. And he had great music. And to me, that's that is a quintessential part of Walt Disney world. And it's a quintessential part of Disney Anna because those, those are, those are some of the core values that Walt really treasured and really put into a lot of his daily work.
2: And you're hundred percent right. So I'm, I'm going to take this in a little bit of a different direction and not go with the music based. Um, but I'm going to go kind of where you went, Tim and the citizen, like the main street citizens, um, them being cut, I think, is a, a really big loss for the the park as a whole and anyone that experiences Main Street USA. Now, one of the things that we're kind of glossing over here, um, because it's a frontline cast member, but not a frontline cast member that you really think about until they're not there, are the... Um, like the photo pass photographers that have recently been laid off, but the main street citizens are a, a tremendous part of the, the atmosphere and the experience of walking down a main street USA where you would run into the mayor, you would run into the fire chief and now you're just running into the sweaty guy from, uh, some place. I, I, Uh, whatever answer I give is going to be political. So someplace from Canada. How about that? Canadians. Um, and I really think that's a tremendous loss. I mean, the interactions that people would have with those characters and myself included were some of the better interactions that, you know, aren't necessarily Disney character based. They're just people. So I, I think that's a tremendous loss for the, uh, the, the Walt Disney company and probably one of the things that I'm going to miss most about walking down the middle of main street USA and
1: just not having that anymore. What are your guys thoughts? Well, first of all, you know, the one thing you're Chuck, you're kind of implying, and this is the sad part is that like, you're like, so we're still going through this whole thing. Right. You know and I'm saying like, who, how, how long it's going to go. We don't know. You know what I'm saying we're not going to go down that road. However, you're already talking about like this is never coming back again, and that's the sad part. There's everybody knows there's no hope. Well, so that that's the, the, a that, very that's, valid point. That, that's the sad part is like we've already we're all fans. We know how this company is, and we know once things are cut, it, it t- like the fact that I can only think of maybe one instance where something was cut and it came back and it was Figment when they took Figment out and people kind of oh, like, whoa. whoa, 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 whoa. You cannot compare today's figment to
2: yesterday. To the figment no, no, no. Of no.
1: But, but but my point being is that like something that was cut out of the parks and they brought it back. Now not in the same incarnation, but the okay. fact that all all these programs are and all these cast members are being cut, you know, we we know that it's not going to come back. It's no different than the steel drummers from back in in the day. You know, it's no different than um. Oh jeez, what's that? we have a podcast. I don't know that Canadian band everybody loved. Um, off, you off,
3: say, off, off
1: kilter. Off you kilter. Know I'm saying like. They were amazing, like, and they're not coming back. So, like, the fact that, like, we already know that this stuff is not coming back and we're already talking about it in the past. It's just happened. That's kind of sad. And the one thing is, and this is this is in general for Walt Disney World. It is a giant wheel. And once the wheel stops, it is really hard to get it spinning again. And it's barely moving right now. And obviously, we're seeing the effects of the wheel not moving. So. For us, to, even if you got a leader in there that wanted to bring this stuff back, it's going to be years until this happens because the wheel takes so long to get people rehired. Because you know what? all We feel all these frontline cast members that were photo pass actors, whoever it is, right, that, that's lost their jobs. They may move and go somewhere else. They may go work for a different company. They may go do another line of work. It's not like they're like sitting around forever waiting for Disney to rehire them. You know what I'm they, saying? Exactly. So like, they can't. They are people at the end of the day. There they are people at the end of the day. And for an example, right? The most popular show in Walt Disney World, Festival of Lion King. My mom loves that show. Like that she would, all of her friends have been and never been to this, she would bring, oh, come see Festival Broadway, Broadway production. I mean, like it's fantastic. Those actors and performers were amazing. I almost swear they're Sorry, Chuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, were absolutely amazing. For you to replace all of those people, it's not going to happen overnight. You know what I'm saying? Like, those were special people. And and it, it, it's not just those people, it's the people, the photo pass I mean, think about it a photo a photo pass photographer, somebody just takes pictures and has a smile on her face and is like making your day. You know what I'm saying? Like, and like, do this and do that, do a pose here. Like, they're just taking photos and they do it and they bring 100% when they do it. It's hard to find people like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a special kind of person to work at Disney, it's a special kind of person to, like, take a mundane job and make it special. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's the sad part. And, I, and, Tim, I don't want to take up too much time, but it's just the way we're speaking in the past, we just, we know it's not going to come back, or if it does, it's going to be a really long time. And it's it's really sad. You know, it's really sad, not only for our experiences in the park, but also for these people. You know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, they're behind the name tag. They're they're people that go home with of the other night just like you and I do, so...
2: Tim, do you have uh, anything to add before we move on to our next portion of this?
3: Uh, no, I, I think uh, I honestly think Joe very, very, uh, covered it very well. He, he nailed it.
1: It's not so bad for uh, Northern education, I think, right? Yeah, well it's, uh, you know. You know, it, Jersey. Eh. Uh, you know, it's uh, eight years of Catholic school, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's still Jersey.
2: Anyways, <laughs> uh Moving on to the next thing. So we, we talked about the, the atmosphere and we kind of unintentionally talked about the atmosphere that we're losing. But I also want to talk about the destination um, entertainment that we're losing. So when I say destination entertainment, um, these are your shows. These are your Yeehaw Bobs would fall in. Your hoop doos would fall in. Um, the Voyage of the Little Mermaid over in Hollywood Studios would fall in. Monsters in Glass 4, etc. Monsters, Inc., Laugh Floor, etc. And I think um, Castle Stage Shows, I think, were also a part of this. Basically, anything that was an equity actor was unfortunately eliminated. So, let's... Which of these... Those, excuse me... um, Destination Shows do you think that you're going to miss the most? So, we'll start with... Who did I start with last time?
1: I don't remember. Um, Jim...
2: No, we'll, you, start with, so, we'll start with we'll start with uh, we'll start with Tim again.
1: Yeah, go ahead, Tim.
3: Uh, I I really have to say uh, it has to be Yeehaw Bob uh, for me because you're talking about maybe uh, you know maybe a resort that people don't really pay much attention to uh, when really. Uh, like uh, um, Dan Miller of Breaking at Disney, uh, he and I have often agreed that best bang for your buck resort uh, are both Port Orleans resorts. They are fantastic. Uh, they are about as close to a deluxe resort at moderate prices you're ever going to get. Uh, they, it's wonderful theming and wonderful food, quiet atmosphere, easy access to a lot of places many location, but then you had, again, I mean, I, I hate to reuse something here again, but then you had the crown jewel, you had Yeehaw Bob, And you, it was amazing how that man could pack a room. And you could have complete PG entertainment with all of these rowdy adults. I mean, of course, you know, kids were welcome as well. But I mean, it's but all these rowdy adults. I mean, let's face it, we were all sitting in a bar. I mean, that's um, a, a lot of people. You know, went down there for one thing and one thing specifically, and that's to grab a couple of drinks and relax and <clears throat> cut loose a little bit. And he just, you know, his his show, his his interaction, his personality, he brought out so much in a lot of people. And then the inside jokes, he would get everyone involved and in the. You know, get everyone involved in the show, and he would bust. You know, like like you were talking about people walking down Main Street. He would bust people's chops who came in late, and he would. He just had so much fun. And then you look at, yeehaw, Bob the person, uh, Jackson. I believe his name is correct. Yes, Bob Jackson. Uh, a man who, in his off time, went over and did numerous numerous performances at Give Kids the Give Kids the World and worked with, you know, local children's hospitals. I mean, you, you literally have an ambassador. I mean, just who is pure gold for your company. Uh, just everything he did to give back to the community, all the, you know, all the friendly interactions, all the tireless work of helping, you know, of helping people. You, I mean, I, I know the word hero gets thrown around a little loosely, but I mean, you, you have someone who kind of who kind of falls into that category the way he behaves and the and the manner in which he lives his life. You no, know, that's mm-hmm. that's somebody you want associated with your company. That's somebody that you want to be part of your family. I mean, people would walk into those shows, <clears throat> especially people who maybe didn't who'd never seen him, who'd never been to one, and they left feeling like they were a part of something. They left feeling like they were, they didn't go see a show. They were part of a show. And not many people can do it as easy as he did it and as just effortlessly as he did it. And I just, I, I think that's something that really, you know, is really going to be missed. I mean, i what's funny is the trip we made down uh, this uh, a couple of months ago, I never realized how much I loved being able to interact with people who did like the little extra entertainment at the resorts. And I've, you know, I I missed being able to interact with a lot of those people. And there were a couple of gals who did poolside trivia over at the boardwalk. And we had myself, my wife, and the couple we were there with, we had an absolute blast with her, with, with the two ladies who were doing it. We, we had a great time we sat there and just bannered with them interacted with them and we've heck we almost missed a couple of reservations because of it and and we wouldn't you know we wouldn't have stayed at the pool that long if they weren't there We wouldn't have kept buying drinks in the bar if they weren't there. We wouldn't have just been having fun with with her with with them and getting you know getting everybody else involved as well if, if they weren't there I mean it just it lightens the mood and brightens the mood. Of the entire resort, and people like that, especially somebody like Bob, that's that's a that's a pretty big flame to extinguish.
2: Um, I will fully agree because my answer was going to be, uh, Bob." Um, when I first found out about the um, the layoffs affecting Bob, I went to his website and I, I purchased two of the CDs that he has on there. Um, you know, it, I'm sure. It, I'm sure he's not getting a ton of money from that, but it's it's something. It's a way that I can say thank you. And the community citizen that you described um, Bob as, Tim, I, I think hits the nail right on the head. So my very first interaction and experience with Yeehaw Bob was not at Walt Disney World. It was at a local college up here, um, SUNY Geneseo, where he would make a trip and do his whole act which you know it's about 45 minutes to an hour away from me but we made the trip um and we actually ran into uh dave and eileen lawrence um while we were there and he did that to help send this group down to disney world and i believe they were also volunteering at give kids a world village which is a tremendous organization if you haven't checked it out please do um because much like everyone else right now, they uh they're hurting as well with the pandemic. But Bob found a way in his heart, in his time, in his schedule to do all those extra things. And that if I have a company um where, you know, I, I need someone to entertain someone, I, I I want a Bob. I want a, a Bob Jackson, a EHA bob. To represent my brand. To represent my company. And this is one of the things. Joe you touched on it earlier. That we're all. Unfortunately realistic. That these may not come back. He's he's the very first thing. That I would love to see back. At the parks and resorts. Um, Anything to add Joe?
1: Yeah he's definitely. You know. Every Disney resort. You think of something. And when you think of Port Orleans, you know, you think of Yeeha Bob. You think of River, River Rouge Lounge, you think of Yeeha Bob. I mean Grand Floridian, you think of uh Grand Floridian Orchestra. Contemporary, you think of California Girl. I mean in the concourse. I mean like there's certain things that like, you know, when you talk about a resort that's a first thing. like okay, if I say Beach Club, you think Storm Along Bay. Like that's the highlight, like and the highlight of Port Orleans was Yeehaw You know what
2: I'm saying? Like every episode well, had. Well, like, I know, agree, was... but I will disagree with you on the Grand Floridian. Um, I uh, I personally uh, p- imagine um, people walking around with monocles and top hats and little canes and.
1: they would be to talk about Uncle Jesse and Aunt Becky, you know, from that episode of uh, Full House. You know,
2: fun fact: the Beach Boys actually recorded the uh, video for Kokomo on the beach with the background. The background being uh, the Grand Floridian.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Also, th- also Thunder of Paradise, too. But, um, starting huh. Paul Hogan.
2: That's, uh, quite the tangent that we just went on.
1: Yeah, sorry about also, that.
2: Also, I, I will disagree on, uh, Porter Leans, because Porter Leans, to me, is, um, French Quarter, and Rivers, or not Riverside, um, Dixie Landings. That's where Bob's at. Yeah, well, Riverside, yeah. Dix- well, no, Dix- Dixie Landings. Porter Lanes is, you know, Porter Lanes.
1: Correct, yes. There i agree right. Listen, I, I'm, I'm a dixie guy i mean i live off of old dixie highway so go figure but <laughs> it's you know how appropriate um, anyways if, continue if, if if i were to um to shift gears here and if i were to talk about uh you know one thing i think it would be uh de doo and the reason why i'll say this is sunday june 30th 1974 that was the first running of the Hoopty do review at disease fort wilderness resort and campground it ran it, it ran for almost almost 46 years because i i looked up the date and i was like oh it says 40 it's from today it's 46 years 4 months and 7 days from that day now obviously it's been closed for you know 8, eight months whatever it's been but i mean the, it was the longest-running dinner show, I think. I think it was, was it was a was a dinner show or was it like actually a show in the U.S. or in the world? I don't know. It was one of those things, but I mean, it could it, actually be both. Stage it could, show. It it could be both, but the thing I remember is how. And I'm sure you. I think you guys. You guys have experienced Tootie Do, right? no You never. You never experienced it. Have not. Have not. Okay. So, okay. So I mean, I, I, so as somebody who is lucky to experience it many times, my last time was in 20. Fifteen, I think. Jen and I had a little uh, anniversary. We were there for our, our anniversary week, and uh, we did Hoop Dee Doo. We had some friends come in; from, uh, they were local, and it was a blast. And it was an absolute blast. It was it was years since I had saw. It. I saw it as a kid. Like it was a staple. If you went to Disney in the eighties and nineties, I mean, we went to Hoop Dee Doo constantly because we loved it. We loved the food. We we loved the banter. It was interactive. They pulled you on stage. I have so many home movies. Me as a little kid being pulled on stage or like you'll be lucky to be pulled on stage or like, you know, they give you the little like washboard and you play with your, your spoon and stuff. And they were so interactive. And think about the amount of, of performers and cast members over the years that have come and gone from that show. But it continued on. And think about the amount of of, of families that were affected by that show. They, I mean, it's absolutely amazing that we're involved in that show, that have memories of that show, that walk through those doors at Pioneer Hall, you know, to, for two shows a night. I mean, like, it's incredible. And to think about, like, that one, that that, that hurts because I have, personally, a lot of experiences with Hoopty-Doo. And it's just, it's just really S-U-C-K-S. <laughs> it's gone because, you know, it's... It, it's one of those shows I believe it's touched so many like Tim said with Yeehaw Bob like people went down there for you know let's go for a nightcap let's go see Yeehaw Bob we love him you know like you know Chuck you've seen him at you know at, at, Sunni, at Geneseo you know um, for you know for a lot of Disney fans for older it's like who do you do I mean it's like and that's just what's what's it's heartbreaking is because there's all the things that all of us Disney nuts that we grew that how we grew up and how we're all having families now and passing along those memories and those those uh, you know, it's sad like my niece and nephew will never get to experience that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean I don't know if it'll come back. I don't know. I mean, but right, right now they they've never experienced it. Because my, my sister in law never took them. She's always in the parks dust till dawn. It's like take them to a dinner show, it's awesome. But you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the thing where you know that hurts because it it's it just in the amount of time it ran for over almost 46 years is just crazy, you know. Um and people forget like that's a that's a long time. That's almost as long as Disney World's been open. So I mean, imagine closing the magic kingdom. I mean, it's like taking something that's been there since like day one almost. We're gonna so, take yeah. out the castle. Yeah, I no, right? Let's perfect the birthday cake. Uh, I was Let's uh, let's relax. I was I was a fan of that. Let's pump the
2: brakes a little bit there, Slugger. All right. Um, so you you are really the only one to be able to speak on hoop to do for this, Joe. Um, my only experience is what I've seen on you know YouTube vlogs or whatever, and I, I would never go because yeah, I'm not a really big fan of the food. I don't like fried chicken. I don't like cornbread. I uh, strawberry shortcake. I could take it or leave it. And what else is there? Mac and cheese? What am I going to do? What am I, seven?
1: Well, it, it, if, I, if I could just elaborate on this, I found this uh, little, when I wanted to get the, the, ex, the exact date of when hoop doo opened, I, was, I uh, was directed to the D23 website. I don't know how long this article was. Uh, this article is pretty old. because This is uh, celebrating 40 years of the hoop do doo But um, they they say that, uh, I guess back when this was written, you know, I guess maybe five, six years ago, uh, they said, server's dish of about 900 pounds of fried chicken every night. Cooks spend, six, cooks spend six hours each day just breading the chicken. 400 pounds of pork ribs, slow cooked. they used to start at 11 a.m. before the first show, and an outdoor smoker. Uh, 120 pounds of corn for sides, 400 pounds of potatoes to be mashed, 30 gallons of baked beans, and 15 gallons of strawberries, and 12 gallons of whipped cream to make the dessert. That, for two dinner shows, that is awesome. <laughs> that is a lot of effort to make memories and it was it, for me i loved it it was it was awesome i mean so but i just saw those numbers and i'm like wow i mean that's, that's pretty amazing
2: that's a lot of baked beans you know what that's they say a-
1: about baked beans that's a lot of baked beans. <laughs> 30 <laughs> gallons, man. To fill, to fill up a small SUV with baked beans. <laughs> Actually, a large SUV with baked beans.
2: <laughs> Imagine that insurance claim. So what exactly happened?
1: Uh, well, they
2: filled it up with the beans. I don't know. How much? Uh, 30 gallons.
1: baked beans. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, so um I, I'm going to... Go over to Animal Kingdom for mine, and, and I'm going to talk about the loss of Festival of the Lion King. Um, it's the destination one made sure they saw. Um, you, you know there were people like Tim and myself that missed um 46 years of baked beans. I'm not big Come on, <laughs> 46 <laughs> years of dee doos and 36 gallons of baked beans a day. Um, there are people that. Miss Yeehaw Bob, but over at Animal Kingdom, Festival of the Lion King was the the show to see. I remember shortly after Animal Kingdom opened, maybe it wasn't the first year. Maybe it was like three years after it opened in 2001. um, We, as a family, went to Disney World and we, as a family, were told, hey, we're seeing this show and no, you don't have a say in it. Um, I, I was the kid at that time, so I did not have the say in it, but as I got older and as I saw it as, as I was an adult ish, um, I appreciated it that much more. It is one of the best theatrical performances that exists in Walt Disney World, if not the, grog, the, the grander, broader spectrum of theatrical performances. Think about how many times a day they do that show. Think about all the props involved. Think about all the singing, the dancing, the the tumble monkeys, the fire people. Yeah, the acrobatics.
1: Don't that. Yeah. Well, I said the tumble monkeys. Yeah, I, I was I was in the middle of my interrupting you when you said that, so my bad.
2: Stop interrupting while well, Tim's interrupting. He's very quiet over there. Tim, you made the joke last time.
3: <laughs> I know. Very good, then. Oh, that's also because there was a just a slew of people just talking. on Of interrupting? The What's that?
2: Of interrupting? Slew of people interrupting?
3: Oh, yeah. It was just, oh, yeah. The, the, wheel, the wheels on that show went off real early.
2: <laughs> We've actually kept the wheels on the bus this time, except for when I said, you know, 40 years of baked beans. Um... In any case, the Festival of the Lion King, um, I don't really feel I need to delve into that one beyond what I've already said. Tim, um, Joe, what do you? What are your guys' opinions? What are your guys' thoughts? It, it is a tremendous loss, in, in my opinion.
1: Sam, I'll, I'll let you go first.
3: Okay. Um, well, first, uh, this is my daily show reminder that don't forget that um, we do have Annie on the show, and she does, uh, she is an extreme soup I get so, oh, I don't want anyone to forget that. Um, soup? She, she, soup. She's a... Matt, no, yes, she, work. Soup. Yes, she uh, She. She. practices soup bigotry. Uh, she is against the cheddar cheese soup in uh, Canada. As far as I'm concerned, that is just hugely anti-American. Yes, uh, I realize the well, irony in that. State. Okay, so, very good. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to... Uh, I just honestly just want to touch on one. That is, you know, as far as talking about the destination, like, as far as that, that is the show that everybody went to go see. And also just kind of feeding off of what Joe said to the quality of the performers, the quality of the show. The, if you, if you, anywhere else in the United States or well, anywhere else in the world, you have to pay and you have to pay a separate fee to see something like that. You have to. I mean, that that is that that kind of a ticket is going to go for anywhere from sixty to one hundred fifty dollars, depending on where you are. That is a very high quality show. You have extremely gifted, extremely talented performers. Just amazing choreography. So many moving parts that just it, it just moves so fluid. It's just so fluidly, and I mean, again, this is. This is a show that's been going on for quite some time, and you still have people just, you know, just busting the sides of that building, cramming themselves in. It's, uh, I mean, it's it, it is a it is a tremendous loss, and you know, like like Joe said, people like that at, at the end of the day, they are people, and extremely talented people at that. They're gonna go somewhere. You know, they'll have to go somewhere else. They can't just stay around and wait forever. And people that talented, people that gifted—they're going to get scooped up.
1: Yeah, I just want to uh, further expand on this. That my mother has no idea that that show was had the performers laid off. Like <laughs> my parents did not renew their annual passes. Um, they got like the the silver ones, whatever. They they got they were blacked out in the summertime. So They, they didn't go a ton because they live in South Florida. However, that's, like, the one thing my mother, like, would always talk about as Festival of Lion King. is she has no clue. And I won't tell her because I don't want to break her heart right now. Maybe it'll come back. But, like, yeah, she has no idea that, like, um, that show was, like, you know, they let the performers go and stuff like that. Like, she, that's, like, if everybody has one attraction they like to go. Like, for me, if I go to the Magic Kingdom, I, I want to try to do Space Mountain. It's, like, that's my jam, right? Some people, like, you know, I don't know, they like Pandora or, you know, whatever it is. My mother was Festival of the Lion King. It's all she wanted to go see, and the fact that it's not there, and I'm sure there's a lot of other people like my mother out there that that's like was their favorite show. So, and listen, it, it's all part of the reality of what's going on right now. Um, it just really, it just, it really just you would hope that they could, you know. And I understand like you know being in a closed theater now and yada yada yada, but like I mean you could, you could have social distance that one. I mean, but again, yeah, it comes down to dollars and cents, and it just stinks. But um, that one hurt. That the, yep. the 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 ones we've and listen, I want to say this, uh, guys. Just just uh, kind of thought about this when Tim was in the middle of what he was saying about the, uh, this show is that we're bringing up certain ones that mean something to us. However, if we don't mention a specific group of people or a specific show, like you know, we haven't really talked about like Laugh Floor or anything like that. You know, doesn't mean that, that that those people losing their jobs or those positions or those shows being cut don't mean you know i'm saying that 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 doesn't mean anything because they do everybody does because disney is something to everybody every it's it's something different to everybody so just because we're talking about a couple different things here doesn't mean it like the shows and or the experiences or cast members that you know we haven't mentioned don't mean something to somebody else so i just wanted to put that out there we've kind of addressed certain things and there's so many people that this affects but you know and I'm sure that we have listeners listening out there, like, oh, I miss X show or I miss Y show. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm sure down the line, if we listed them all, we would all come up with great memories of each show. But I just wanted to throw that out there. I was kind of thinking about that.
2: Um, and and I fully agree with you, and and I don't mean to cut you off, but I just looked at our uh, runtime here, and uh, it looks like we've been recording for almost, you know, two hours. Is that? Nope. Okay. So this is going to be a little bit of a longer show, so we're not going to do our fondest memories because I, I think for the most part we actually did it as we were talking. Um, so just to wrap up, um, Tim, do you have anything uh, additional you'd like to, to add or comment on?
3: The, the only thing I just want to uh, touch on is you know, uh, a lot of people like, like, like uh, you, 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 those, you guys were saying, and this is like, all of us pretty much uh, have a very lengthy, uh, you know, love affair with Disney. Uh, we all, we all share, you know, certain memories of this park. We all share different memories, but the one thing that I've always remembered is one of the first times I ever went to the park. Um, I was I was four years old. I was shy. I was I was short for my age. I was this tiny, tiny little kid. And the first character I ever came upon was Tigger. And I was so excited to see. You know, I mean, of course, four four year old me. I knew I, that was that was Tigger. That's all I knew. Um uh, and I was extremely excited, but the, the kids surrounding Tigger were much bigger, and I wasn't able to get to him. And I was a little bit bummed out about that until Tigger kind of moved through the crowd and came over, grabbed my hand, turned and looked at my folks, and let them take a picture before he went off. And... Obviously, I mean, I was over the moon because, you know, Tigger came and picked me out of a crowd. But, you know, as an adult, that was, that was a cast member. That was a cast member who went that little extra step, went that little extra mile, and made the, um, the very first memory that I have in a slew of memories through this part. And 28,000 of those people are now gone. And each one of them no matter what their role had some sort of an effect, whether direct or indirect on people's lives, on people's experience. And, you know, if, if somebody, if people think that's not gonna make a difference, they're wrong. And I, I, I don't wanna end on a sour note, but I just, I wanna end on a high note that all 28,000 of those people, they matter. You, you all made a positive difference in someone's life. You know, just like, God, and been, yeah, 39 years ago that, you know, whoever, you know, whomever played Tigger, you came up, you grabbed my hand. You made a difference. You you started me on a track of, you know, I'm hooked. I'm completely hooked on this place. And, you know what, there's 28,000 of them just like that that uh, are now, unfortunately, no longer with us
1: Uh, i well, have nothing to add to that joe well said uh, the one thing i will say is just to close out I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring a little dose of reality here is um not that what we haven't been talking about is reality but right now it stinks it does the experience is is not great um i understand you know that disney has certain protocols they have to follow we're lucky we have what we have california doesn't have anything they're shutting down paris so we're lucky we still got something here in the us However, like anything else, you know, you need to let Disney know that and listen, like you know, business is business, right? It is what it is, but you still have a say you're, you're a consumer and, uh, you know, let Disney know, let them know by your wallet or by, you know, social media that you don't like somebody's cuts and you like these shows and these cast members do make a difference, you know, and it may not make any difference in the short term. Maybe it will, maybe it won't, but you know, you at least got to try and, uh. You know, that's, that's all you could do. I mean, that's why we do this show here. You know, we, we put our opinions out there. We hope Disney listens. Um, but you know what though? Just let, let them know, let, let them know that, you know, the experience isn't what it is not what it is and, uh, you know, you like these shows, you like these experiences and uh, that's all you can really do. And just, uh, you know, and I know there's other things out there where people are supporting the cast members. And if you could do that, that's great, you know, but, um, in regards to the experiences in the park though, let them know, let them know how much these, these cast members really do mean. these positions do mean. And hopefully, you know, hopefully we turn the corner sooner rather than later and the uh, things will start to come back and hopefully Disneyland will open up and the other parks will open up and revenue will start coming in and, and things will start flowing again. I mean, and, and we can maybe get some of these people back and they can continue to make memories for people like myself and our families and future generations down the line. You know what I'm saying so that's all I'm going to say about that is just, let your voices be heard, you know, especially, you know, in this time of year with voting and all stuff, let your voices be heard. Let Disney know that you, you love these cast members and you love these experiences.
2: I, I fully agree with, uh, with you as well. Um, Disney is a business and the, the dollar, the dollar creates a lot of, uh, good and bad when it comes to the ability to speak with your wallet. And this is one of the, The things that I think you need to, to do that with, um, so to all of the 28,000 cast members, um, whether it be in an entertainment role, which is what we kind of focused on tonight or whether it be a behind the scenes role in, you know, Disney Imagineering, um, I think I speak for all of the group, even those of us who are not here, and I say thank you for however many years we've all experienced your positivity and talents that you've brought to us um, as a cast member. So, with that being said, we are going to wrap up tonight. Um, We'll start with where you can find us on the interwebs. We'll start with you, Tim.
3: You can find me on Twitter at plain underscore Tim. And you can find me on Facebook at Timotheus T. Firefly.
2: Now, I don't understand that reference.
3: Yeah, I don't either. Again, this this one shoots back to, you know, when I was talking about my love of comedy. Uh, Groucho Marx played a uh, very inept, uh, bungling um, president of a state called Fredonia in a movie called Duck Soup, and his name was Rufus T. Firefly. Uh, One of my favorite characters uh, in uh, comedy of all time and one of my favorite roles Groucho Marx ever did. Uh, It was actually the first... Uh, first, Mark's Feathers movie I ever saw, Duck Soup, and it was fantastic. Still, uh, still fascinated to it by this day. Um, still one of my favorite, uh, we should have a standing army. Why should we have a standing army? Because then we save money on chairs.
2: <laughs> 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 All right, that, that's fantastic. So, thank you for the explanation. Um, would you like to address Annie's hatred of soup again? Just asking,
3: no, no, no. Uh, I, I, I think I think she, you know, she, she knows she knows what she did.
2: She right? knows she, what she did. That's she why lives, she's not here.
3: Lives, she lives in Cincinnati, surrounded by millions and millions of people of German heritage, and she dislikes Bavarian cheddar cheese soup.
2: Do you know what they do in Cincinnati? The spaghetti? They put chili
3: on it. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. And you got to do something. They got the Bengals.
1: Nah, that's fair and the only the only thing that got out of Cincinnati was wkrp in
3: Cincinnati all
1: right <laughs> I swear to God I that's thought turkeys what, could fly
3: yeah. that's that's why they deserve such a great brewery like Rheingeist. I mean they need to drink a lot and do a lot
2: I, you know of what church. I I was in uh Sandusky uh two three months ago and I was looking for anything Rheingeist that I could find and I found only some hard cider um cuz they also make cidergeist right is that correct
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. um and we we discussed this before the show um i'm personally a cider fan myself and i found I, wa- I was unable to find what i was looking for i found blake cider company that was uh made with pears not bears bear paw grizzly grizzly pear it was I grizzly pear. pear cider yeah, grizzly pear cider. It was made with pears, not bears. I was a little disappointed. I wanted the bear, not pear one. Not the point. Um, but yeah, I I could not find it for the life of me when I was in uh, Sandusky the uh, three months ago. How did we get well,
3: here? There's going on, so it's kind of hard to get things going because everybody's canning right now because there's a lot of nobody's really uh, kegging a lot of beer. Nobody's selling a lot of cake. Sorry.
2: No, no, I did. I went off on a tangent about my trip to Cedar Point and how I was unable... We did, however, get Culver's, which is also not related at all.
3: Yes. A good butter burger is
2: always important. Oh, uh, great butter burger plus the cheese curds. Back to the cheese. It's all come full circle, everybody. (laughs) Joe,
1: where can they find you? Uh, They can find me on Twitter, Instagram at Joequat, also over at the ResortLoop.com DVC Roundtable, and... Uh, If you guys are ever uh, in Central Florida and outside of Walt Disney World, if you like a good German bakery, uh, there's one called Yalaha Bakery. It's on uh, County Road 48 in Howie in the Hills, Florida, just north of Orlando. rode my motorcycle there with a friend of mine uh, a couple weekends ago. Awesome bakery, like legitimate, like German pastries, all kinds of German beer. You could sit outside. They had an old school, like German band, like all these old people, like dressed up like you saw them, like in the. like uh, Chevy Chase in the uh, you know, National Lampoon's vac- uh, European vacation. He had the outfit on when he went to Oktoberfest. Awesome, dude. It was so cool. Uh, they were really good. You could sit outside, have a beer, have a nice pa- uh, German pastry, really good stuff. So uh, maybe if there's people in Orlando, or like, oh, that place stinks. But I don't know. I thought it was great. So Yalaha Bakery in Howie in the Hills, Florida. Check it out. You have my attention.
2: You have my attention as well.
1: Yeah, it was really good. All right. Anyways,
2: you can find me on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the chat. You could find all of us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Mickey Dudes, except I think Instagram is the Mickey Dudes podcast. Um, and the other place that we will ask you to go this week is to visit Cast Member Pantry over on Facebook. Um, you can make a donation to the Out of Work Cast Members, and Cast Member Pantry provides basic necessities um for the cast members that have been laid off um there's a lot of information over there on how to contact them how to make donations they also have an amazon wish list list set up and a venmo so i will refer all of that over to cast member pantry on facebook so that brings us to an end this week thank you all for joining us take some time um to, to thank the cast members that are there and, and then let us know on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you could email us, but we're really, really bad at checking email. And uh, myself is included on this to the three people that emailed us back two years ago. Sorry. We just opened
1: them last week. That's amazing. <laughs> That's not a joke. That's I mean, it is, but it's not. Listen, <laughs> so were they questions or like were they were people yelling at us or what oh, no one was yelling at us it was all generally positive with some show
2: topic ideas we just forgot to look at the email uh <clears throat> so sorry to to you you guys um you but we will see you, you all yeah you, you know who you are we're sorry for what we've done and annie is sorry for what she's done with her cheese hatred And uh, yeah, so have a good night, everyone, and we will see you all next week. And we're out.